Welcome to Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sexologist and coach, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this podcast love the tips, stories, and insights that we dish out about sex on the podcast. So if you want that more regularly in your inbox, do drop by my website, sarahsense.com, and join my email community. So May is Masturbation Month. Yay! (laughs) And in celebration of that, we are talking about the topic of mindful masturbation. And when I say the words mindful masturbation, some of you might be thinking, what's that? (laughs) So let's break it down. Mindfulness is essentially the practice of paying attention and being present and being aware of where we are and what we're doing. And it's actually an ancient concept. It started off as a spiritual tradition from Buddhism, but it's really grown in popularity as a wellness concept over the past two decades. And now there's like lots of science behind it and so on. Mindfulness is really something that can be applied to every context and it brings many benefits. So you can have mindful eating, mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful movement. So why not mindful masturbation? Mindful masturbation can be a sensual way to explore your pleasure and get grounded in your body and feel deeply connected with your sexuality while masturbating which I'm a fan of, as you know. Oh My Bod has been in the sex tech industry for over 15 years with award-winning luxury pleasure products and innovative sex tech. I was blown away by the uniqueness of their vibrators that buzz to the beat of music you were listening to. For a music and masturbation lover like me, it was a magical combination. Female-owned and operated, Oh My Bod has been working towards shifting mainstream attitudes towards self-pleasure. Over the years, they've been an advocate to break the stigma that comes with pleasure products. For many, vibrators and other intimate pleasure products hold the key to improved sexual health, well-being, and confidence. That's why Oh My Bod believes in thinking big, taking chances, and focusing on innovation that delivers these life-enhancing benefits to people of all genders, bodies, ages, and abilities. In short, Oh My Bod believes in pleasure for all. Check Oh My Bod out at lovelifetoys.com and take 15% off with code BETTERINBED till the end of June. That's lovelifetoys.com toys.com and use code better in bed for 15% off. The link will also be in the show notes. So I can't wait to dive in. First, let me introduce my very lovely co-host for this episode. Prescott is an improv actor and consent workshop facilitator 
who also lets me record podcasts from his very lovely home whenever I'm in Singapore. So nice to have you on the show, Prescott. Very happy to be here. I am here for this. I am present for this episode. Oh, absolutely. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> very, very excited to have you here as well. Yes. And mindfully excited. I'm mindfully excited. <laughs> I notice I am excited for this podcast episode. All right, all right. Okay, well, we can't wait to talk more about that. But let me introduce who else I have here in your lovely studio. Gabe or Gabriel is a sexuality and intimacy coach based in Singapore, who is also an expert in sensual massage. He runs sex ed workshops on a variety of topics with a team and community social events to normalize conversations on sex, bodies, and pleasure. He, in fact, trains people in the art of sensual massage. And in fact, I attended one of his workshops recently, which I really enjoyed. And that's also, incidentally, where I saw that he was doing something on mindful masturbation too. So that's why I invited him here. Hi, Gabe. Hello. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. And oh, thanks, really man. appreciate the lovely introduction. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Gabe, or some people in the community know me as Poros or Po. Mm -hmm. And I think the topic of mindful masturbation is always a bit of a, it raises eyebrows. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. mindfulness and masturbation? It's almost like two different worlds. Mm -hmm. But it is pretty cool. I think if you've been listening to Sarah's podcast and you know some of the sex ed content, you would know that sex doesn't have to have a goal. It is not necessarily penetrative. Mm -hmm. It does not have to be sequential, like maybe arousal, foreplay, penetration, orgasm, ejaculation, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And much like that, masturbation doesn't have to have a goal either. Yeah. Pleasure can be for pleasure's sake, right? Yeah. Mm. Pleasure is the goal, right? Mm. In all forms. What do you prefer to be called? Gabe, Poe. Both are really okay. I, I, Both equal. So yeah. through this whole thing, we can just switch back and forth. We can just switch back and what does Poe stand for? Oh. So initially, uh, my mom's a florist. Okay. So I drew a lot of inspiration from plants. So yeah. Poros is a plant, actually. It's a very resilient plant. Uh -huh. But, you know, aside from that, you know, I really liked how Poros is actually one of the Greek gods that right. represents sensuality and desire. Oh, so nice. I really like it. But in Singapore, no one can really pronounce my name. <laughs> so I have resorted to, you know, saying, you know, shortening it to Poe, which is like Kung Fu Panda or Teletubbies. <laughs> it's a lot easier. God. It. <laughs> I yeah. see. So, Gabe, Poe, Poros, it's an alias I've used for more than 10 years when right. I first started sensual massages. Okay, but so. tell us how you got into sensual massage. I'm always very interested in anyone from Singapore. You mm. know, I'm from Singapore, obviously, as well, that starts, moves into this space, mm. especially having the kind of upbringing that we have here in Singapore. It's not a common mm. pathway, I would say. Yeah, so, it's not. <laughs> so tell me the story. It's not on your O-levels? <laughs> no, O-levels? Yeah. No, no. Um, it actually started when I was 14. I, I was doing traditional massages. And how I got into that was because I was massaging a friend in one of my CCAs, which is a co-curricular activity. And he said, damn, your massages are good. You should be paid for this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I should be paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. You guys did massage at 14 as a co-curricular activity. No, no, no. He was just really tired and I gave him a good back massage. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but... Those... I was like, that was very progressive. No, no. <laughs> for... <laughs> 14 years. Singapore schools. Yeah. I know. But yeah. that's good. You're just a good massage. Yeah. Do good massage. Okay, but that so. was the traditional side of it was massage, the traditional right? Side yeah. Of yeah. Okay. 
So from 14 to 18, I basically interned or worked in different shops, uh, ranging from Swedish, Balinese, Thai, Chinese. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a view of the body that was quite holistic. Mm-hmm. What's the best kind? I would say it depends you... on what you like. Mm. Do you like yeah, something more relaxing? Yeah, whatever. More that's relaxing. a good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, and a good masseuse actually which, can customize and tailor it for you. Which mm-hmm. one did you like the best in that time between 14 and 18 as you did Swedish? I like Balinese. Balinese. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a good mix of like gentle strokes, broad strokes, but also like it has the pressure points that really hits the muscles quite mm. deeply. So that was my favorite. Did you get up? So all the Balinese massages I've had, uh, they like to stand up like on me and stuff and pull. Did you like get up on people or up on the... No, no, no. you didn't do that. (laughs) I configured it in a way where I could use body weight to deliver more intense pressure without Uh uh uh, making them feel uncomfortable if it's too much. I see. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, when I was part of their sensual massage workshop, I mean, they had certain techniques where it was using a full body to kind of slide, give her Mm. slide and massage the receiver with your body. It's a different kind of body weight (laughs) from walking on somebody's back, which is, I think, what you are referring to. Uh, right? I think Chinese yes. massage does that too. Yeah, I guess way. that's right. I yeah. guess that's right. But no, no, I guess they were just trying to use their body weight and maybe they were just littler than me. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't get up and try to have yeah, yeah, pressure. Yeah. So they... Works better if you're small. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. So usually yeah, what I do is... Masseuse, uh, yeah. Because like female masseuse tend to be smaller, mm-hmm. they may not have as much upper body strength or weight to deliver. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. sometimes standing for them helps. The way we cater to people is we really look at how much strength you may have, how flexible you may be, and then we adjust the technique based on something that you are comfortable to use mm-hmm. in a way that suits you. So it's not like a one-size-fits-all approach. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. it. Okay, so I interrupted your story. 14 oh. to 18, you interned in all of these different things. Mm-hmm. You learned shiatsu and Chinese and Balinese massage and Swedish, Swedish massage right. and everything. Any lomi lomi? Lomi? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> so um, That wasn't a joke. That was, <laughs> I thought you were going to get us back on point. So, <laughs> how, I don't know why you thought that. How mm. did you get into sensual massage ah. after all of your experiences in all these different modalities? Mm. So when I was eight, then, my clients came to me and said, like, we can't get your slots. You know, you're always fully booked. Do you want to consider moving to private practice as a freelancer? And I was like, why? Like, I don't have a location. It's quite difficult. And they said, no problem. We'll host you at our own place. Mm. And they said, like, you know, you have better working hours, more flexible, mm. and you get more money because we don't have to give the shop a commission in a way. And I was like, yeah, sounds fantastic. So I moved into freelancing as a private masseur. And I think from the age of 18 to 20, what I feel, you know, is when you create a safe space for people, you are ethical and you are competent in what you do people start to open up and ask questions. So I got this question very regularly from ladies, gents, and couples. And they would ask, like, one, is sensual massage even legitimate? Like, does it have any benefit to it? Two, if it is legitimate and there are benefits, why does it seem like the market only caters to the male demographic? Mm -hmm. Is there anything available for women? Mm -hmm. And I was like, good question. I have no idea what this is about. And I just kind of kept it on the back burner. When I was close to reaching 21, they then asked me quite a bit more frequently and I felt like, okay, if there is a legitimate interest in this and I did an interest check, 
I would go learn about it and check it out. And they said, yeah, no, please do, please do. We, we are more than happy to have you explore this on our behalf. Like we would live vicariously through you, right? So what I did was I took quite a fair bit of time. I traveled to various places, China, Korea, Japan for East Asian styles because I believe that every culture interacts with the body and they have their own understanding of what it's like to be sensual, what it's like to appreciate or connect with another body. Your style then, in terms of sensual massage, it's been influenced by all of these mm. different studies and you've put together something mm. unique of your own? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you're the Bruce Lee of sensual massage. <laughs> <laughs> That's I just take what's good and I combine it together. Right, nice. okay. So what typically actually happens in a sensual massage session? I mean, mm. if you were just in a nutshell. So before we even embark on a sensual massage session, the way I would describe it is that it's a process which is very tailored to an individual because everybody likes different things. So we would have a kind of like an inquiry form that they fill up. But in person, we would also kind of have a discussion for like close to 30 minutes sometimes where we would talk about maybe, let's say, what are your goals? What are your expectations? Do you have any hard boundaries or soft boundaries or limits you know, that we should observe and respect? And we will kind of like explore that a little bit further. During the session itself, I would also teach them how to be mindful. You know, when we talk about sensual massage, there has to be some massage elements, if not the sensual touch, which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong about it, right? But it's very hard to be mindful of your body and then realize, oh, my neck is really pain. <laughs> or oh, mm-hmm. I have a really stiff lower back. So it's very difficult to feel comfortable and relaxed when you are mindfully experiencing all of these tensions and aches. Mm-hmm. So the massage element actually helps to work it out. And people can be in a really comfy, you know, place. And then as we transition more into the sensual elements, they are then aware of how that touch evolves and how their body responds to that touch. So a lot of it's tailored. And I work with a very diverse clientele in a way. So I would describe sensual massage a bit like Lego, omakase. Or Who would you describe it to that way? (laughs) Right. So think of water, right? Water can be hot or cold. Okay. And each of these has its purposes. So on the cold end of things, you know, the sensual massage can be tailored in a way. Where I'm going to use that for everything I'm ever describing now. Because mm. that just sounds deep. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So on the cold side, you know, we may have aspects of people who may want to embark on body discovery, learning more about their body from a very educational perspective. Some may come to fix issues. Maybe they might say like over the course of menopause, the way that their body interacts with them or it has us changed, like things just feel different. Or after childbirth, sometimes a C-section, you know, things just feel different. Or it could be a certain stage in life, you know, maybe certain work stress and they just don't respond to certain cues anymore. Some might come with a condition called vaginismus, whether it's physical or perceived pain from the act of penetration. And we can kind of help work with those or people with prior forms of trauma, be it sexual assault, domestic violence, you know, so on and so forth. Of course, on the hotter end of things, we have body and sex positivity, celebration of pleasure, exploration into different things. Sometimes it might involve you know, aspects of BDSM like domination, blindfold, sensory deprivation, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like an exploratory fun vibe. So the session can be tailored in a way where depending on their goals, it can be really suited to what they need or want. Thanks for letting us know a little bit more about what you do. I think it sounds really interesting. And I think this theme of mindfulness really ties us from the world of sensual massage to the world of masturbation, right? And I just was curious, do any of you actually have a mindfulness practice just like in daily life? Like what's your experience with mindfulness? I have, am off my practice at current time, Okay, but I certainly have in my life had 
mindful meditation practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I will say, I like myself and the world better when I have the practice mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I learned a number of years ago and, and I very much enjoy that type of meditation. I do a type called passage meditation. Right. But okay. any of the mindfulness meditations I, yeah. I quite enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I also only started meditating a few years ago and now mostly I use it for sleep. I would do it via an app. But I do do one of the things that has become a ritual ever since I got here to Singapore is in the mornings, I go downstairs just to get out of the house and get some sun every morning. And I spend like about 15 minutes just journaling, like what I want to do for the day or what I learned maybe from a certain experience that I had like a few days ago or something like that. So it's just a period of quiet reflection, which I think is also counted as mindfulness, I would say. I use mindfulness in, in different ways. Uh -huh. um, I like to think of it as a practice which is very flexible. So I use it for meditation as well, insights, introspection. I practice it with eating. Mm. Um, so like food tastes so amazing when you're mindful of it, you know, like oh, flavors, yeah, textures, yeah. Oh, so good. Mindfulness in terms of massage, which we talked about earlier, mm. even intimacy. But I think mindfulness is really about just being present with the body. Mm -hmm. And I also use it in terms of, let's say, emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling really happy or sometimes really stressed, anxious, you know, I would just practice mindfulness and like, okay, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. Where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Where is it trying to bring me to? Do I want to go there? And sometimes I choose to go there, sometimes I choose not to, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's basically about making choices. Yeah. And that practice of mindfulness is something which I feel has really enriched my life, especially mm -hmm. my relationships. Like, how mm -hmm. do I feel about being with this person? What are the kind of the vibes I pick up? How does my body feel? How does my emotions, my heart feel? You know, how does my intuition or my gut feel? And I'm, I try to be mindful of these different things. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I always think it's such a great practice sometimes to keep a bit of a sex journal. So every time you have some kind of momentous sexual experience with someone, could be good, it could be bad, doesn't matter. It's to actually just take a moment to jot something down mm. and actually write, what did I like about that? What did I not like about that? Do you go back and read these? And what did I uh -huh. learn about myself in the process, right? I do sometimes, but I don't do it that often. I see. Yeah, but mm. I always think it's a good practice. I mean, I'm a big fan of journaling mm -hmm. in general. I think you would be a big hit at <laughs> storytelling yeah. slams mm. where you could go back and read and recount yeah. from your sex journal. So yeah. much material. I think I know. everybody would yeah. go and see you do that. Yeah. yeah. I know when I used to run, I did a marathon many years ago and, and when I trained for it and stuff, I listened to a lot of music and podcasts and stuff mm. when I trained for it, mostly to distract myself from the pain of the training. <laughs> <laughs> I got into meditation. I also started to meditate while running. Mm. I got rid of all the electronics. Mm -hmm. I got rid of my heartbeat monitor. I got rid of my lap tracking timer. So mm -hmm. I basically didn't wear the, my watch anymore. And I got rid of all of my music and podcasts and just started to run and be present for the run. And now I basically won't run any other way. Mm -hmm. I liked it so much. The mm. mindful running mm -hmm. to me was so much better yeah. after I got used to it that I essentially, I'm, it's too much sensory overload for me to run now with music. I'll still do it from time to time if I want to listen to a really good podcast like Better in Bed, maybe. <laughs> so, um, if I really have something I want to hear. But most of the time, I prefer to take everything off and just run. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to talk about mindful masturbation. I hope maybe this is a good segue. 
But I found applying that also to masturbation, getting rid of everything, getting rid of porn, getting rid of other thoughts, and just being mindful in that moment of that bit of what I'm going to call exercise or self-pleasure is such a different experience. And I liked it so much that I very much like to just do that. Mm. So in two ways, number one is it brings out better thoughts and that I might not know I have. So fun, erotic, wonderful, happy thoughts, for example, Mm. that I wouldn't have had if those thoughts were being put into me, for example, reading erotica or putting in porn. But that's one thing, but also just being mindful with my own body. So those two things, and I enjoy them Mm. both with it. So taking away all of the rest of the inputs, I found to be very similar to my running. Uh, except I don't orgasm frequently when I run, sadly. <laughs> so there's a big difference. And I don't grow my abs as fast when I masturbate oh, as when I run. So there's a couple of differences. I don't know if people know that about running and masturbation, but I grow my muscles faster when I run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You maybe need to like throw in a sit-up or two when you're having an orgasm. Well, if we're doing the exercises later, maybe we'll try that. <laughs> uh, you can. I love it. I mean, my experience with mindful masturbation ever since I've been in Singapore has been very limited, basically because I'm living with my parents. But it can be quiet, right? It can be, but like for me, I like my sessions to be quite long if I'm doing a mindful masturbation (laughs) session. And what are you doing up there? And now (laughs) there's sort of a furtiveness to it. And as I mentioned, actually, before we started recording, is that I brought along a toy, which is extremely noisy. So all the more, whenever I'm using it, I'm always trying to figure out, like, if are my parents out? Like, are they going to come back anytime soon? So I feel like that's kind of taken away from mm. the mindful experience mm. of my masturbation. Your hate space is, is yeah. already being you know, kind of like uh, yeah. dominated by all these anxieties. I've, and I've gone back into teenager mode, you know? Mm. Oh. I'm mm. like, when are they coming back? I hope it's not too loud. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Can you not like wrap a towel around it or put I've things tried, over it? Yeah. I've tried putting on the aircon. I've tried. I mean, <laughs> it just sounds like a bunch of drilling going on. And can it's you... inexplicable drilling, right? Yeah. In my room. Can... Like... Yes, what are you making up? Yeah, right. You'd have to produce a table <laughs> I, or something. I would have. <laughs> I would have. Uh, arts and craft workshop inside. Yeah. yeah. What about playing music really loud? Like play some four non blondes or something. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I still think it would be, you'd still hear the piece of music with drilling. But maybe I could say, yeah, no. Play industrial music. I'm just really (laughs) into this sort of music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What are the benefits of mindful masturbation then to you? I mean, I guess from you, we heard that it's really a, helps you get into your body better. And it's a calming experience, Prescott, for you, would you say? Well, biggest benefit Mm. for me, I think, is it's a very different experience. Mm -hmm. And different experiences sexually can be kind of fun for Mm -hmm. me. So that's Mm -hmm. one. Number two is, just like you said, it helps me get into my body a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. touching different places at different levels of touch, different speeds of touch, I find it much easier to do that exploration while being very mindful about it. And then the third thing is, I'm going to call it thought discovery. Mm. is thinking of maybe things to do with certain partners, people I didn't know I maybe was uh, sexually attracted to or Mm -hmm. would think of while I was masturbating, like, oh, interesting, I might be attracted to this person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or discoveries of, oh, I might like this thing, that thought popped into my head. I know in mindfulness Mm -hmm. we try to let that thought go and celebrate it for a moment and let that thought go. 
and try to get back. So what that does for me is brings on other thoughts, which I probably would not have had. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's cool. What yeah. about you, Gabe? So I think I want to kind of preface this first, which mm. is, you know, mindful masturbation isn't just necessarily focused on the genitals. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we think of erogenous zones, most people typically just think of genitals and maybe the nipples. Yeah. But the whole body has different erogenous zones and they can differ from person to person, time to time, even like your preferences may change. And I think that for me, mindful masturbation helps me to discover what my body really likes. And sometimes after it feels like it's been a bit warmed up, right? Something that may feel ticklish may not necessarily feel ticklish anymore. In fact, it starts to feel really pleasurable. And, you know, pleasure for pleasure's sake, not everything has to necessarily be erotic or sexual. Sometimes it can just feel really good. I actually discovered this when I was touching my head. So I realized I actually like my scalp being touched. You know, as I move my hands over my scalp or my chest, for example, or even my waist. So all of these elements can kind of help ground the session and of course genitals are always fun to play with right so it's also discovering different kinds of touch something a bit firmer a bit lighter you know and of course if you bring in toys like toys can be an amazing experience as well because not only can they versatile you know but you can also place them on different areas and they also provide different sensations or textures and that's like a whole new level of discovery all over again it's really really fun oh very nice Mm. I think increasingly I am using this concept of mindful masturbation in my practice, my coaching practice as well, because it's really a great tool for increasing sexual confidence. So the kind of people that I see in my practice for men, sometimes a common issue they'll talk about is like early ejaculation, right? And one of the things that I will then find, and then I'll say, okay, so what are you doing to try to manage or mitigate some of this early ejaculation? And one of the things they will invariably say, they'll say, I'll distract myself. So I'll start thinking about whatever, my grandma or (laughs) whatever. And in fact, that is actually the opposite of what you really should be doing Mm. to manage early ejaculation not just that it's just so horrible for your partner as well to suddenly feel like that someone is just totally disconnected and not Mm, there mm. thinking about their grandma or something like that right i think Mm. what you really want to do is actually just tune in to your arousal Mm. and become much more aware of when you are reaching the point of you know, what they call ejaculatory inevitability or when you're about to come, okay? And I think the more you can tune in to the senses in your body and read those signals, the more you're then able to sort of pull back from that point. But often, I think the clients I see with early ejaculation, they're not that mindful, you know, and maybe Mm. they're so distracted, they're so out of their bodies that that point just passes and then, okay, well, then Mm. they've come and... Already. So, you know, I think that's a great tool. I was with women. I work with women who have an inability to orgasm and mindful masturbation is also a great way for them to learn about their bodies Mm. with the hope of eventually getting an orgasm. But a lot of the times it is also about discovery, right? Mm. Do you think Mm. there is more propensity for early ejaculation issues with the rise of ubiquitous porn? Like, Mm. do people need... Mm -hmm. Is mindful masturbation something Mm -hmm. that we need more now than ever? I guess is... I think 
and this is going to be my view that because porn is so commonplace mm -hmm. as an aid for many people, and we're pro porn on the podcast, mm -hmm. so there's no shame around using porn if you do enjoy it. But I think that it is not the most mindful way to masturbate mm -hmm. using porn. And I think that sometimes when you are watching something, that's where your focus of your attention is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not really on the sensations in your body. Yeah. Right. So what's your view? So yeah. my view is kind of like a, it's a double edged sword, right? If you do enjoy watching porn, you know, mm -hmm. it's your choice, right? You feel free to enjoy it. In some ways, porn can be a segue into, you know, prior to mindful masturbation where, oh, what about this scene or about this context makes me feel aroused? Mm -hmm. So it can be used as a tool. Oh, mindful porn watching. Yeah. Look mm -hmm. at you. A bit like you this. You can, can start mm -hmm. a new concept. <laughs> We're going to have a whole new YouTube channel just right. watching people watching porn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mindfully. And then reflecting Make, on it. That's right. Yeah, this yeah. is like mukbang, right? Watching people eat food. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we can go into the uh, ASMR. Mm. We can talk about the yeah. mindful porn while and, people And audio, audio erotica, like that's really, really cool too. But so, yeah. you know, with all of these things, I consider them tools. If you use them right, they can actually open up new possibilities or new discoveries. Mm -hmm. But in, I would say, everyday society, in mainstream society, there has been the con, which is the over-reliance, mm -hmm. where they have to fit into a certain hate space, which they rely on porn to create that hate space. And then, you know, they're kind of, only able to maybe sexually function or feel sexually aroused mm -hmm. within a certain context. And I feel like that's when it becomes a problem. But on itself, like, if used right, like it's, I don't mm -hmm. think it's a problem. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what about using porn to get aroused and then sort of switching it off when you feel like things are going in your body and then spending mm. the rest of the time just focusing on your body and, you know, letting mm. maybe the thoughts and the fantasies that have been created by that piece of erotica mm. just sort of fuel the rest of your masturbation. Mm, definitely. I think we can explore that on our new <laughs> mindful porn watching YouTube channel, <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. Maybe in season two, I we can get into that. Something that's really fun is that mm -hmm. masturbation does not necessarily have to be a solo activity. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be done with a partner, whether you're touching yourself or whether your partner is touching you. Mm -hmm. It can also be quite interesting to have that sort of touch kind of play out. It is really quite fun to explore different types of touches. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you touch yourself, like, it's very difficult to tickle yourself. I don't think it's possible, is it? Some people can, but it's really <laughs> difficult, right? In some ways, yeah, sometimes okay. having... Okay an external stimuli or external mm -hmm. touch mm -hmm. can also be quite interesting versus your solo touch. And so both can also bring about new realms of discovery. Mm. I have definitely found that to be true. Mm -hmm. That other people touching is different. It's mm. such a touching, misconception yeah. though, right? Because I do also meet people who are like, oh, when we're in a relationship, then I don't masturbate because why do I need to masturbate when I have somebody there? Yeah. Right? To meet my sexual needs. And... Maybe they don't really understand the different roles that masturbation and partnered sex can have. Or maybe they feel like sometimes masturbation is just a substitute for a partner, which I feel okay. is also a misconception. The way I phrase this okay. and, and what I've used frequently. So mm -hmm. my family loves cooking. I love cooking. Right. So I have a lot of food analogies when it comes to, <laughs> to sex. Okay. Um, I would liken sexual pleasure as the taste of something sweet, mm -hmm. right? But the taste of sweetness can come about in many different forms. You can have fruits, you can have ice cream, you can have baked cookies. And all of those are a form of sweetness. 
you know, so to kind of bring the analogy back, masturbation. So if it all gets too sweet all at once, you think of your grandmother's cooking. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> back to grandma. Back to grandma. Oh, no. uh, but yeah, so you know, you can explore different types of sexual pleasure. Be it, you know, mm. in mindful masturbation as a solo activity, as a partner activity, yeah. you know, in intimacy, in in sexual situations, and it's just different ways of exploring that same realm of pleasure. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing right or wrong about mm. choosing one particular aspect mm. but it can also be quite enlightening to explore different aspects mm-hmm. together why not yeah. yeah you're just saying it's like different pathways yeah. to getting there mm. whereas for me i actually see some very distinct advantages of masturbation because in terms of exploration and discovery sometimes not having the pressure mm. of having a partner there can really help you just relax into the experience Mm. and then you can be a little bit more exploratory and also sometimes for me at least masturbation is like self-care time Mm. right it's like my me time Mm. you know i can enjoy partnered sex i can enjoy masturbation but both of them coexist Mm, definitely you know i 100 agree i enjoy many types of partnered sexuality but there is nothing quite the same as masturbation time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is there any other examples of unmindful masturbation? So we kind of talked about this whole thing with masturbation with porn, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe a more mm-hmm. mindful way of using that. Any other examples of when masturbation becomes unmindful? Okay, so I've heard this quite frequently where typically in when people feel really, really stressed out, and then they turn to masturbation as a form of coping mechanisms. I mean, we can understand why, because, you know, mm-hmm. when you do masturbate... Yeah, and, tension release. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. And your mind and your endocrine system actually produces a lot of great hormones, oxytocin, serotonin, all the good stuff, right? So I can see why. But, you know, if it becomes a habit to go back to masturbation as a form of stress relief or mm. sometimes, you know, as a sleeping aid because I know some people masturbate before sleep because it brings better sleep. When something becomes a reliance, uh, mm-hmm. particularly a psychological dependence on something, mm-hmm. it can also change the meaning of masturbation for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you only masturbate when you're sad, you know, then where's all the happy stuff, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. that becomes mm-hmm. a new realm of Pandora's box issues mm-hmm. to kind of discover mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I think anything probably can be mindfully done. Yeah. Mm. So of all course. of the masturbation could be mindful masturbation. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I, when I was in graduate school trying to give donations to a clinic, that did not feel mindful to me because it was... Was this a sperm donation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it had so to as be, in like you just wanted to get out of there as much as possible, like as yes. quickly as possible? Yes, because it was in an environment that was not conducive to anything. Although I could have mm. made it mindful, I could have made it conducive mm-hmm, to things. Mm-hmm. Like if I had known more about mindful masturbation at that time, I'm mm. sure it could have been better. But, mm. you know, it was in the bathroom at a hospital yeah. with a clinic inside the hospital. Yes. And it was just very, with people outside waiting, yeah. you know, yeah, it yeah. was like, it was a lot like when I do it in Sarah's parents' house. It's, it's very rushed. It's, it's very, okay. I'm joking, of yeah, course. I'm I was joking. like, when was the last I've, time you did it I've in never, my parents' house? I've I was never, like, I don't know your parents. Like, no. Did they invite you? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Sarah seems not to masturbate well here. I need to see if other people can. So let's call Prescott to see if this is even possible. Doing A-B testing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They're very scientific, your parents. <laughs> So like, I think what you're saying is that what's unmindful about that experience is that it's very rushed. It's like your head just wasn't maybe connected mm. 
to your body. It was a very functional experience. Yes, it was a functional and, experience. Exactly. You probably wished that you were anywhere else, but for a moment, that, yes. I and I just needed to fill a cup. So I imagine people doing fertility <laughs> testing and that kind of thing. Right. Like, it's probably pretty easy to get into yeah. non mindful masturbation. Yeah. Mm. I think like for me, one of the things that I can fall into quite easily is actually having masturbation be quite formulaic. And that's because I think I can get quite lazy sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes actually what you really want to do is like, you're just like, oh, you know, I just really want to like get it get off. off. Get yeah. off. Mm. And I have my very tried and tested toy. Yeah, you, you know, know how I to know, do it better I than I put anyone. it on the highest setting. Mm -hmm. I'm like so efficient, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I got a busy day. I got 10 minutes. I'm going to bang this out, right? And... Yeah. I feel like sometimes when things become so much on autopilot for mm, me, right? Yeah. And you are really just using the tried and tested route to get to orgasm as quickly as possible, then sometimes it then becomes kind of unmindful. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Right. I mean, I like the idea of options, right? If you understand yourself to a degree where you know this absolutely works, <laughs> there is no shame in that. In no, fact, of like, course. Congratulations. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, there's no problem in that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of mostly women mm. who use it to get to sleep as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine that's yeah, formulated. Or, or I can imagine for men as well. Men, mm. men used. I would think that would be helpful. Can't remember the last time I talked to someone who said, "Yo, yeah, to get to sleep is what I do." Oh, so <laughs> I actually use it for sleep sometimes. So there's my first mm, one. Mm, mm, it's, yeah, it's just Gabe. <laughs> okay, but, but he's I, a very I mindful feel, guy so, yeah he you know, he's discovered this about himself <laughs> yeah. and, and so like the way that i use it for sleep right okay so back to options right like yeah. you yeah. just have different yeah. options mindful yeah. masturbation is just one option yeah. you know, a great option to have for sleep you know specifically there is a way where i press on my prostate from the outside Mm. So when I do orgasm or am close ejaculation, mm -hmm. like there is no mess that's made in bed. So it's very easy to go sleep after. Mm -hmm. right? Got mm. it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be a good time to talk about what are the key principles of mindful masturbation. I think we already mentioned a few. I think up front, Gabe, you said that it's a really broad exploration of pleasure. Mm -hmm. So... It's not about being super goal-oriented, just about orgasm. Mm -hmm. It's about being connected to your body, right? We can talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, the core principles, I think, would be making sure the candles don't light anything on fire. Uh -huh. <laughs> you don't making sure the flower petals that are on the surface of your bath, like don't get in anywhere you don't want them. Okay. Um, like in any orifices or anything. Making sure <laughs> if you're, yeah. Are you saying that okay. you're just like not overthinking things? Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's not. <laughs> let's Maybe I'll put it this way. Right? Okay. Um, you can talk about the ambience of things. So, you mm -hmm. know, having a space where you feel comfortable and creating a comfortable ambience can be really beneficial. So if you do like certain scents and you know, scented candles work amazing. If you like massage oils, that works great too. Or maybe even a hot tub buff, you know, in a way. So creating an ambience where you feel comfortable, certain kinds of music, with or without, you know, personal choices. And I think I kind of want to roll back a little bit into mindfulness, right? Because what it really is in this context, think of a farmer having a flock of sheep. When they bring them out to graze, there's like a pen, like a little um, area of sorts, right? In mindfulness, what you can do is you can allow your thoughts, which are the sheep, 
to kind of roam around and graze and explore in their own time within this fenced area, this enclosed space. However, if you do notice that your thoughts start to wander out of it, start to think about what's for dinner tonight, what am I going to do on the weekend, who am I going out with later, and then you can kind of rein the thought back in into that closed space again. But within an enclosed space, you know, you can allow your mind to freely wander and allow your thoughts to develop in that space. I find that it's a more helpful approach rather than just saying, don't think of a pink elephant. And it's very difficult to kind of not think of a pink elephant when you start to not think about certain things. So allowing that freedom to kind of develop and explore is actually a bit more conducive and easier to manage. What is the pen in this metaphor? So the pen in this metaphor, the fence, is basically the moment that you're in. So if you start Ah. to think of things that are outside of that moment, Mm. like what's for dinner, Mm-hmm. Do I have chores? Do I have work to do later? Then mm-hmm. you bring it back in. Mm-hmm. But if it's within the realm of that session or the context, like, oh, my body really likes this. And I think you mentioned earlier, Prescott, about, oh, I might want to try this with a partner. Like, oh, I would love to see how this differs between mm-hmm. my touch versus someone else's touch. I think that's still like really, really good because it's within the confines of that experience that you're setting for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love to set the parameters maybe around your senses. Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? Does this touch feel good? Do I like it? Do I not like it? Does it feel warm? Does it feel cold? Almost like just really hyper-focus into what am I seeing? What am I hearing? Anything related to the body, I think. This is all really good stuff. You guys are smart. Okay, so take me through (laughs) from the beginning to the end. Okay, so at very start, I decide I want to do, all right, I think I should do some mindful masturbation. I've asked Sarah's parents to leave the house, <laughs> and I, so I have all of the time uh-huh. and space uh-huh. I need. And I go up into Sarah's old room, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's there. I move away her stuffed animals <laughs> off yeah. all of the beds, yeah. and I, uh, yeah. I set aside all of her journals mm-hmm. so that they're away. Okay, so now what do I do? So where do you start? Yeah. So the way I would go about it is you've made the environment comfortable. You know, some factors that you can consider is, how high or how low do you like your aircon? Because you don't want to be feeling cold, you know, or feeling too hot. Do you like certain scents, certain music? You create that comfortable environment. Okay, okay. So I'm mm-hmm. going to set the aircon at 25.5 degrees, <laughs> which is good Prescott naked temperature, maybe mm-hmm. 26. Mm-hmm. And maybe I put a soft breeze on myself from a mm-hmm. portable fan. I think mm-hmm. it's just very individual, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. feels I- the most comfortable and conducive Mm. to you all right and then okay then i'm gonna set some music maybe Mm. in fact i'm not gonna set music i'm Mm. gonna set some nature sounds Mm. all right so i set a few there's birds and there's okay so now i've set my environment now Mm. what do i do so this is where you know i kind of like to go into breeding elements first so maybe we can give it a try would you like try it out yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Let's do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. So Let's do it. What Better than do, my imagining. <laughs> <laughs> what I would do is I would invite you to close your eyes. The reason for it is sometimes, you know, we can be distracted by things that we see around us. And sometimes closing our eyes helps us to better focus and tune into the body. So what we usually start first with, with breathing. So being aware of the breath, inhalation and exhalation. You can try deep breaths like in. And then out. This is a very different kind of podcast now. In. Out. And as you're breathing in and out, you can start to feel your diaphragm expanding. When you exhale, you can feel this release of tension. 
the way your shoulders lift and drop. So there are many things that we can observe, even in breathing alone. As we breathe in, we can feel it go through our nostrils and our lungs and out through our mouths. So these are just some aspects of breathing. Once we are done with this, so usually give yourself a good five minutes, but for the sake of this podcast, we're not going to do a full cycle. We can start to touch ourselves. You can start first maybe your hands. You can touch your other hand, your arms, your forearms, your palms, the back of your palms, your fingers. And you can explore it with different kinds of touches. Broader, firmer strokes, lighter, almost silky strokes with your fingertips, fingernails, and give yourself time to just play around and touch and be mindful of that touch. How does it feel? Is it nice? Not everything has to necessarily be sexual or erotic, it's just connecting with your body. And I would move to what I would call peripheral areas first. So not so much the core of the body. We can start with the feet next. The way you touch your feet. Your ankles. Your toes. The heel of your foot. We can even move up to the calves. Your shin. Again, experiment with different strokes. Let's see how it feels like. We can move to the thighs. The outside of the thighs first. Your hamstrings. Your inner thighs. You might even want to bring your hands to your butt. Right, just feel it in different aspects. We can move up to your neck. You can even hold. Sometimes it's quite nice to feel how your hand feels in a different way. The warmth of your hand, for example. You can move to different parts of your head. The back of your neck. Your scalp. Your face. Eyebrows. Ears. Lips. Sometimes you may notice a change in your breath. Maybe a little bit shorter. That's okay too. We can touch our chest. The upper half. 
the chest muscles, the side of our waist all the way down. your back, and even your belly, it's quite nice to touch it too. And you have different forms of touch to explore. Sometimes grips can also be quite fun, or like a nice soft grip, a firmer grip. You can move to your pelvis which is where the underwear area is. Just move across. And, you know, in your own private space and time, you can move to your genitals if that's where you want to go as well. You can try different forms of touch again. For example, circling. Long strokes. Short strokes. And you can allow your hands to freely move. You can touch any part of your body. And you can feel the transitions between different aspects, different segments of the body. And just be aware of how you feel physically, emotionally or mentally. Mm. And if you're in your own private space, you know, I actually highly recommend vocalization. sounds, even the way you breathe. Mm -hmm. Mm. And in your own private space, you can also bring in toys. And that again brings you know, different sensations, different kinds of touch. So that's just an example of how we can practice mindful masturbation and mindful touch even. That was so nice. Yeah, it was very nice. I wanted to catch the tail end. Both of you just exploring your hands, like <laughs> roaming over your bodies mm -hmm. on my phone. But... <laughs> It was like so beautiful. You were just like caught in the moment, I felt. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's a weekend later. <laughs> yeah, you can sorry. do it. But How did you find that? I found it quite nice. I even made a discovery. I mean, I've touched myself quite a bit, mm -hmm. but including mindfully, but even, I guess there's always something to learn. Mm. I guess I've, Gabe, you started with this kind of nice hand touching, right? Mm, yeah. And the touching. And I don't think I ever switched quite the way you suggested. So I switched and. 
it feels so different. My right hand touching my left versus my left hand touching my right is so night and day different to me. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. But it is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Something worth exploring. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, what I really loved from that exercise mm. was it made me realize I don't really spend that much time touching my body when I'm masturbating. I kind of am quite goal-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of like, I just go for the genitals, mm. right? Because genitals yeah. are obviously, they're the pleasure center. They're the fun spots. <laughs> right. Mm. Right. And I do touch around the genitals so i wouldn't just go straight towards the clitoris which is obviously like the most sensitive but i'll touch around but it's actually quite genital focused mm-hmm. yeah. and i realized that i don't actually really spend time like just sort of like touching my body and my face like i just I hardly yeah. touch my face i think like in these days of the pandemic you know <laughs> no face touching <laughs> don't touch your face right <laughs> and like i touched my face and i was like wow i I don't even remember the last time I just intentionally touched my face. Yeah. Um, That was really nice. So those, I think, were my realizations around it and definitely things for me to explore as well because I really enjoyed the sensations, you know? Actually, Mm. when I took the time to do it, I was like, this feels really nice. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, like, what was going through my mind when Mm. I touched my face was... I was actually imagining my partner like holding me in a caress. So oh. I was like mm, holding nice. my cheeks. Yeah. You know, or like maybe they would brush my hair. Okay, I don't have hair, but like, you know, <laughs> going, uh, going along my scalp. And like that felt for me really intimate, mm. you know, really connected. Well, it really is very intimate. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I was giving a central massage to someone and just being present with them, it became very clear. I ended up just holding her head. Mm. for i don't know had to be 25 minutes that clearly was the thing that she wanted Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm, and mm. so yeah i totally get that Mm. it was a very intimate thing it was a very intimate act and it turned out to be kind of a wonderful experience Mm. yeah so yeah i agree yeah i also do not touch myself a lot all over my body (laughs) when i masturbate Mm -hmm. but when i do like just now i always like it i really enjoy it i know yeah Yeah, so it's one of those things. Just taking the time and being intentional about it. So thank you for that. That felt really good. And hopefully people listening to that as well, maybe you can use that as your own little mindful masturbation Mm. guide. I mean, that was like a... It was a guide. You can just cut that out. So go to (laughs) 43.01. Right, right. Yeah, that can be your daily meditation. That can be like your mini guide. I mean, there are apps that I know as well that do these sort of guided masturbation guides. Really? Yeah, yeah. One of my favorites is Furly, which is like a sexual wellness app. It's spelled F-E-R-L-Y. It's, it's not targeted for... more for women. Oh, I see. Not for people who dress up in animal <laughs> Not furries. Furly. Furly. With, Furly. A, with okay. a L. And they also have a lot of audio, both erotica, but also like guided masturbation. Mm. So I think that is a great app as a resource if anyone is looking for an app because because otherwise a traditional sort of meditation app you would get sort of like a body scan right that's right and actually what we did was actually quite mm-hmm. similar to quite a traditional similar. body scan except that it was with touch and it included the genitals yeah mm-hmm. right but most traditional so, apps like the one that i use like won't have yeah. the genital areas mm. included i think mm. that helps us with shame 
as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because in a normal, like you just said, in a what I'm going to call a normal or traditional air quotes meditation mm. app, it would not be included in the body scan. Yeah. Sometimes they would kind of glide past it. But yeah. in my opinion, that is subtle messaging to us all that it is shameful for mm. us to publicly on an app or whatever talk about those. Mm. Whereas what you just did for us there, Gabe, like that was quite nice, which is like, mm-hmm. this Thank is you. not shameful. This is in fact a part of an important part of yourself and mm. your body and your mindfulness. Mm. So it was quite nice. Yeah. I think like, you know, of course what we just did was a little bit rushed because, you know, we don't want to spend <laughs> a yeah. long time on this podcast uh, just doing that. Gabe, this was so awesome. And I know you have lots more to share on the topic. So listeners, if you want to hear more from Gabe, do support me on Patreon where you can sign up to access bonus content. I'll put a clip there from Gabe. He's sharing his top tips for sensual massage that I know you'll love. And you'll also be able to get other cool rewards such as fan requests, polls, sexy Q&A, and even monthly hangouts with me. So check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash better in bed. Since it's masturbation month, this last round is our quickie but goodie round. And it will be all about masturbation. And I'm going to do it in a would you rather format. So people who follow me on Instagram will be familiar with this because I put these types of polls up all the time. Gabe, you won't have received any of these questions Mm -hmm. (laughs) beforehand. So this is actually just a super fun speed round section where I'm going to give you two options and Mm. a warning. There's going to be a few silly options, but it's kind of more for a fun, just be spontaneous with how you're going to respond. You just have to pick your preferred option in under two seconds and then very quickly say why. Kind of the opposite of mindful. <laughs> the, yeah, you're right. You're it's right. I like it's it. The no, no, it's good. It'll show us speed round. All right. Would you rather watch a stranger masturbate or watch a friend masturbate? Friend. Friend. <laughs> I think I watch. It depends on how charming and good looking the stranger is i kind of like being a voyeur and watching people mm-hmm. from another building walk around naked yeah for example. i hear that absolutely i quite, I quite I, enjoy that i enjoy watching strangers masturbate for sure but okay. i don't know why i just maybe i was thinking why of certain friend? friends i don't know oh, oh, certain friends maybe yeah. for me friends because it's like i feel like the way people masturbate tells you a lot about them and it's like i want to know you better as a friend so oh, this is more I information see. i so totally agree enhance the, yeah. friendship. Enhance the friendship <laughs> a little intimate <laughs> glimpse it's a little bit intimate so kind of having mm-hmm. a fun intimate glimpse into a friend's life i think might be nice all mm-hmm. right okay so would you rather masturbate while reading the news or masturbate while thinking about an ex that broke your heart? Oh. I would rather the news. <laughs> I would rather the news as well. And actually, I think I have masturbated while reading the news. I probably have too, yeah. but I'm going to go with the ex. Really? The broken heart ex. Why? Because the news is so terrible these days. Oh, I'm yeah, not gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, re- I don't want to yeah, read yeah, about yeah, yeah. Uh, global war or pandemic, which take your pick. Exactly. Mm. You know, but that being said, like actually, you know, thinking of your ex, you know, could bring up a lot of insights in terms of like personal healing. Like, <laughs> yeah, there it is for personal healing. <laughs> for personal healing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll think we'll, about that. We'll put that on a YouTube channel. <laughs> 
Would you rather masturbate in an airplane toilet or masturbate on the back of a bus? Back of the bus for me. And wow, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Because of like, it's so like bouncy and like vibrations. I see. Mm. Oh, what about you? Airplane. 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 Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> okay. Valid point. Right. We Valid live in point. Singapore. Valid man. point, but they're just so icky and they don't smell good. Whereas the backs of buses are <laughs> completely hygienic. <laughs> but they're bouncy and you're where the you know the, the engine is. But there's also I hear a, you. Right. Yeah. a certain like audio, you know, aspect in an airplane, you know, that hum right. plus it's also the fantasy of like the Mile High Club. Yeah. You know, so Okay, right. So mile high masturbation. Take, mile take high masturbation. that box. Okay. Would you rather mutual masturbation? So this is when you both masturbate simultaneously. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, with. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Would you rather mutual masturbation? Yes. With Barack Obama. Okay. What? Or mutual masturbation with Michelle Obama? Got to pick one of them. Hmm. Well, the the book would sell better <laughs> if you did it with Barack. Okay. Could sell more books. You know, if Barack was going to be speaking, I feel like his voice would be really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a good speaker, too, though. You've heard she, her speak? She is a yeah. very good speaker. Yeah. I'm going to go with Michelle, just uh, okay. for various reasons. Because... I'm going to go with Barack. I'm going to go with Yes, We Can. Yes, oh, We Can. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> would that even work in your I mean, parents' that, house? That is if like Barack a was there. mutual masturbation motto, yeah. if, if anything, right? Yes. <laughs> I would be like, I would be like, uh, I'm going to go low. You go high. <laughs> you know, With Michelle. Be a little greedy, I would say, why not both? That's true. But right. that's yeah. not the point of this section. You have to pick. Okay, so would you rather refer to masturbation as choking the chicken or buffing the muffin? I have never heard of these two before. Oh, I've oh, heard. I've heard. They're just um, this slang for masturbation. I prefer the rhyme. So I'm going to go ahead with Buffin the mm. Muffin. Yeah. It does sound And I, I choke in the chicken I just don't like. Yeah. I don't know what it about it. It sounds a little violent. It sounds a like little... a death grip. <laughs> it yeah. does sound it like, a, like, a, like a death grip. It does. It does. And that is no good for anybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Prescott and Gabe, for joining me today. What a great episode. Mm. And very lovely to celebrate Masturbation May with the both of you. Mm. Gabe, can you let people know how they can find you if they're interested in your services? Oh, okay. So I have a website. It's called www.sensualmassageart.com. Mm-hmm. So this is specifically for sensual massage resources, mm-hmm. materials, and you know you can make an inquiry through the site. Mm-hmm. If you're more interested in what I would call sex ed, and my three pillars for sex ed are, you know, it's about social elements and connection. There is also like hands-on educational experiences and interactive events. Then that's more for on Instagram, which is very, very sparse because (laughs) I'm not a great Instagram user. (laughs) It's at TH360EXP. Okay. So, but you know, you can feel free to ping me on either and, you know, I typically respond depending. Yeah. Cool. Well, listeners, I would love to hear from you. How have you incorporated mindfulness into your masturbation practice? I hope we've given you some ideas today and you can always reach out to me at sarahsense.com or at hellosarahsense on social media to let me know. Remember also, 
I'd be grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a review for this podcast as those things really help this show grow and reach more people. So on that note, let's all be more mindful and be more aware and conscious with the way we masturbate as that will help us get better in bed. Mm. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Bye.